Yeah, so everyone laughs at her, but Lola, being the class act that she is, Mm -hmm. goes up, extends a hand, helps her out of the fountain. They start making out. No, that doesn't happen, but... (laughs) I can't stand Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy Wednesday if you are listening to this Mm. on the day it comes out. Happy Thursday if you're like me and does not do anything on time. So. (laughs) Yeah, whatever whatever day you're on, we hope it's a good one. We are so freaking stoked for this episode. Yeah, we're really excited about this one. Mm. Um, We talked about it in depth, in length. Yeah. I was talking to Phil about it. He asked me what the movie was about, and I was like, I could mm-hmm. kill you. I could yeah. murder you right now. <laughs> it's on site. <laughs> on site. I told him that it was really a coming-of-age movie, mm-hmm. something that kind of – you kind of learn to grow up, and you kind of learn to be yes. authentic. I feel like yes. authenticity is a huge theme in this movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, it's about it's about growing up. It's about expression it's about art. It's about fashion. It's about yeah. taking risks. It's a little bit about pathological lying. A little but, bit. But I feel like you know. when you're a kid, people mm-hmm. are like pathological liars. Like I met yeah. – I've talked to so many people in middle and high school and had conversations where I'm like, sweetie, you are yeah. lying through your teeth right now and no one's going to like call you out, but you just mm-hmm. – you know and I know. Yeah. Yeah. We've been new. <laughs> but without further ado, mm-hmm. today we are discussing the Lindsay Lohan classic 2004's Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yes. I think this is my number one favorite Lindsay movie. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually prefer this to Mean Girls and they came out in the same year, which is pretty oh my wild. God. I really, I forgot about Mean Girls, but I still, this is still yeah. number one. Even though this one got just horrible, horrible reviews, but it was still like pretty successful, like in the box office. I think it did like really well. It was probably the mm-hmm. second movie of the like the week that it came out. It like yeah, I was reading on the on the Wikipedia page. Um, it mm-hmm. did like moderately successful in the box office. Yeah. I didn't get that same like n- you know namesake like the right. same response as Mean Girls, but. I think what really draws me to this movie is how much I relate to the characters and how down to earth they are. I really feel like they're in high school as opposed to a lot of other movies that take place in high school and like the way the story is told so creatively. Yes. Yeah. It's super stylized and I think Mm -hmm. actually like makes a lot of really smart and interesting choices that like, like you did For see, sure. like, campy fun. Like, this, obviously, like, this whole era is all campy fun. But this, like, the daydreaming portions, which, like, we'll get into at length. Mm-hmm. But I think it actually took a lot of risks that they didn't have to as, like, a kid's movie. Definitely. And I think that if it was redone today and they had, like, some famous sad girl actor and changed the plot a little bit, it would be, like, accolades. It would literally yeah. – Oh, you said say the thing about Ladybird. <laughs> oh yeah. So in the in like literally the first scene, so we'll get to it very soon. But 
she has renamed herself Lola. Like her real name is Mary, but Mm -hmm. she calls herself Lola. And I'm like, this literally walked so that Lady Bird could run because that's exactly what she does in that movie. But no critical acclaim for this one. But I was thinking today about how there are like so many like gritty remakes of like stuff that we loved in the 2000s. And the thought of a gritty remake of this, it makes me physically ill. (laughs) I would not like to see that. I was thinking about it now and I was like, oh, I bet, you know, Lola's dad would be addicted to drugs. Like her mom would have some sort of torrid thing with like a man. Um, Yeah. They would be like on food stamps or something like that. And like, that's not it. That's not yeah. what we want to see. We Sometimes people want to be happy and just see a story like Lola isn't perfect and she's certainly not rich, but she mm-hmm. makes this like wonderful – she really kind of makes her life like a movie even though it is a movie. Totally. Like she makes that happen for herself. Yeah. Big, big main character energy vibes. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was actually based on a book, which I did not know until yesterday. It was based on the 1999 novel of the same name. They also originally offered the role of Lola to Hilary Duff. And Wild. As as you know, I am a huge, huge Hilary Duff fan, but Lindsay Lohan was 100% the correct choice for this. I don't think that Hilary could have been able to pull it off. No. I would not like to have seen that, and I think that Allison Pill and Lindsay Lohan together as mm. the best friend duo was – yeah. A correct casting decision. Definitely, definitely. We also have Megan Fox. This was her first ever and only Disney movie. And I think one of her first movies too. I love Megan Fox. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a huge Megan Fox fan. Did I need to see Transformers to be a Megan Fox fan? No, I haven't seen Transformers. Okay. Have I seen? No. (gasps) Oh my God. Even I've seen Transformers. I've seen, like, probably three of them. I just don't really like adventure movies, like, yeah. stuff of that genre. But have I seen Jennifer's body? Have I seen Jennifer's body? <laughs> I can't even count on on my hands and feet how many times I've seen Jennifer's body. I've never seen Jennifer's body. That's a mistake. <laughs> okay, Justice. you go watch Transformers. I'll go watch Jennifer's body. <laughs> And we can do a little talk back after. Yeah, yeah. One thing I need to say about Miss Megan Fox in this film, I have the only bone to pick I have with this film, where was the Carla Santini Lola Step love story? Where was it? It should have been there. It was It was right – it was handed to them on a platter. Yes. The sexual tension was there. That's the only callback I will allow for this movie to have Yeah, is one in which there's a sequel – where they fall in love. Mm. Oh my God. I can just see it like Carla living in like her very fancy, like upper west side New York apartment. Lola's living in the village. They're both like in their thirties. They run into each other at a gay bar. A love story commences, but Mm. I actually did (laughs) look up to see if there was any fan fiction about them and I could not find any. So if anyone is aware of any Carla, Lola fan fiction, let me know. Yeah, let us know. And if not, maybe I'll just start jotting some some words. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm thinking very much in like Pretty Little Liars when, Mm -hmm. um, what's her name? Shay Mitchell, her character, ends up falling for her swim 
yes. Um, the character played by Lindsay Shaw from Ned's yes. Classified. Correct. Yes. Lindsay Shaw and Shay Mitchell's characters develop a relationship. And mm. originally, um, Lindsay Shaw's character is like super bitchy and awful. And then they end up yeah. falling like in love. Enemies to lovers. It's just mm-hmm. the potential is so high. Yes. But I but I do love Lola's int- love interest, Sam, in this movie. He is oh, wonderful. Oh, the sweetest so, man. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do one movie. That's it. Yeah. Another thing that must be acknowledged with this movie is the fashion costume designed by the same person that did the Lizzie McGuire movie actually and I watched not one but two different video essays like oh my completely gosh. dissecting every single outfit in this movie and it's actually like very well thought out and there's like a lot to it so I'll like pepper in mm-hmm. some of those details but the two that I watched one was by Mariah Forbes and the other one was by Modern Girls so I'm gonna have those both linked in the show notes and I highly recommend checking them out because they were like fascinating. I did notice one of the things I loved was in her daydreams that she has throughout the movie she always has her bottle cap necklace yes and yeah. it's different versions mm-hmm. depending on the outfit yeah. It's such a, like a beautiful detail that they definitely did not need to put in, but but I, I appreciated it. That they did, yeah. Exactly. I really appreciate how thoughtful all of the references are, like both style wise and also in the script. Like there are a lot of very smart references that I don't think got the credit that they deserved. Mm-hmm. I was like reading that Ella, so Allison Pill. When she gets off the train, they get to New York. She's in this, like, amazing mm-hmm. flapper-esque, like, vintage dress. Yeah. And then she went on to play Zelda Fitzgerald yeah. in Midnight in Paris. And she looks exactly the same, like, hasn't aged a day. Literally. Yeah. There's one one thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan is gorgeous. Yeah. Just want to get that out there. Absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like I was conditioned to believe that she was, like, a really, like, downtrodden cocaine addict. Um, Right. And then I, like, see her in these movies, and I was, like, I was conditioned by the news. (laughs) Yeah, she, like, you know, like, Britney Spears, also suffered from just, like, really horrible, horrible treatment from the media, especially when she was so young Mm -hmm. and, like, thrust into the spotlight, and she did not have great uh support from her parents like her father if you want to know more about her father you can go and listen to confessions of a broken heart which i just did right before we (laughs) hopped on this recording i know that her mom like really pushed her to like basically like as work as much as she could and like be Mm. as famous as she could so that she could kind of like leech off of that and did the same with her younger sister Allie. and i know that she was like partying with her that is not healthy yeah not at all. So it's really, really unfortunate um, and sad how badly she was, you know, vilified in the media for having drug addiction issues mm-hmm. and like a really bad home life. And I'm glad to see that now, like with the whole like free Britney movement and everyone kind of reflecting on tabloids in the 2000s, that people are starting to realize that it's, you know, wasn't okay. Yeah, definitely. That people are treated like that and hopefully things will change. And I think like celebrities now, I mean, this is like could be a very long conversation, but I do think that celebrities now have a lot more agency Mm -hmm. because of social media where they're able to like reach people a lot easier and put their own whatever version of themselves that they want to 
portray, they can do that rather yeah. than just like everything being through the tabloids. And they talk about that in the Britney doc a bit. I, I agree with you. And I also think now that if we saw these young girls um, being talked mm-hmm. to on talk shows, like, oh, let me be your boyfriend by some crusty old host. Or if they yeah. were like, your breasts, like you're 16, aren't we going to talk yeah. about your breasts? I think that now people would be like, that's fucked up. And back Mm -hmm. then, people were like, that's just how it is, sweetie. Like, they're a well-known host. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, Megan Fox also had to deal with a lot of this kind of stuff, too. And, like, the way that she was treated by um, Michael Bay, who directed Transformers. And, you know, it's it's really awful. And I hope that people are taking accountability and things will change. Oh kick it off yes all right so the opening scene we get some incredible new york city skylines we're in manhattan Mm -hmm. flying over with a drone or something i don't know what they used (laughs) an amazing bop plays i don't know the name of that song it's um it's ready and it's by i was just listening to it ready by sheree love it very good music this whole movie has amazing music oh yeah so we go to the curb outside of a fab little apartment building. Um, it has like a Tiffany blue box awning. There's a retro limo all packed up for a big move. And Lola's mother says goodbye to Lola, who's dressed up in this breakfast at Tiffany's getup. And she's yeah. like, Mama, Papa. Like, <laughs> it's very like, pu- Oh, Mommy, dearest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and her mom is like, I worry about you living alone in a transatlantic accent. And <laughs> Lola's like, it's okay, mama. I'm perfectly capable of taking care of myself. So her mother goes off. She gets in the limo and she says goodbye, my chicken, and drives off as Lola celebrates by um, like walking up a tree yeah, trunk doing and a doing a backflip. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, hooray, I can live in New York City all by myself. And then, psych, turns out it was all a storybook, and she closes the book, Mm -hmm. and it turns out she's actually moving from New York to (gasps) New Jersey. Literally just across the bridge, but I understand. Yes. I got it. And she says, I was born and nurtured in New York, the center of the universe. Unfortunately, (laughs) my mother is moving me to another planet. New Jersey. And then while they're driving, like in the car to leave the city, she says, Goodbye, childhood home. Goodbye, intellectual oh and spiritual stimulation. Goodbye, Broadway. And I'm like, damn, this was me when I was leaving New York to move to <laughs> Except I was crying, but I was like, Goodbye, home. And so her mother says, Mary, don't be such a drama queen. And Mary reminds her that her name is Lola. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've known that my name is Lola since I was five years old. And, you know, she kind of talks about how she had always dreamed of being a famous actress. And now she has to bid adieu to New York. That's when Lola says that in her family, she is a flamingo in a flock of pigeons. Yes. Iconic. That is also a great bio to have on Instagram. Mm, there are true. so many lines in this movie. There are so many. Yeah. <laughs> in my family, I am a flamingo and a flock of pigeons. 
Yeah, there's actually, there's a lot of flamingo imagery throughout this movie. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder like why. at one point she puts on a flamingo hat and like yeah. in her bedroom, there are like flamingo, there's flamingo like motifs everywhere. Go off. So they arrive 20 minutes later, probably in <laughs> yeah. Delwood, New Jersey. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know geography and it is so yeah. well American geography and it is like yeah. the shortest drive over (laughs) but whatever lola has this like goth-esque fit on um some sort of like fishnet shirt situation yeah she has like an iheart new york shirt on and i'm like no new yorker would ever wear that but lola does have a flair for the dramatics so her bedroom is the sun porch and the only one she has to turn to is Stu wolf who is the lead singer of her favorite band the siddharthers I say the sun porch detail because it's like she takes it as like her, her being original, like her quirky little. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she has the biggest poster I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Very Ty Pennington, extreme <laughs> home makeover vibe. It's massive. Okay. Low key, n- like this is such a tangent, but One Tree Hill Haley and Nathan's apartment has big time Pennington vibes. They literally had, they literally had a London bridge in their apartment. The, yeah, and then there's like the the French Riviera. Yeah, the French Riviera poster. mural. Yeah. Like oh there are God. so many moments in that apartment. Yeah, the, the circular bed. Yep. But I digress. <laughs> so she rides her bike to school wearing this vintage hippie esque. Oh, fit, yeah. And she's riding this super, like, lowrider retro bike to school. <laughs> I would be – I would die of embarrassment if I wrote that. I, like, don't <laughs> have the confidence to pull off that, but she yeah. does. And she thinks about how, you know, this new town is an empty stage. She has yeah. huge main character vibes, but she is the main character, so go off. Then Lola meets her soul sister, Ella Gerard. <sighs> She sees her Sid Arthur buttons as Ella locks up her bike and they just start talking about the band and how much they love the band. And um, Ella's like, I love Steve and Lola loves <laughs> Stu. It's perfect. When they sit down in homeroom, Lola shows Ella her scrapbook filled with Sid Arthur stuff like pictures from magazines, lyrics, yeah. collages, the works. And to top it all off... <laughs> The dress that she plans to wear on their wedding. Yeah. It's like a Marilyn Monroe style, like, Mm -hmm. white halter neck thing. Today, this scrapbook would just be an Instagram page. That would be honestly really cool to make an Instagram from the perspective of Lola Sepp. (gasps) Oh, my God. That would be so – somebody – I'm sure somebody has done that. (laughs) But, yeah, somebody do that. So while they're in homeroom, looking at the scrapbook, in walks Miss Carla Santini, aka Megan Fox, aka popular girl of my dreams. So she inserts herself into the conversation and she's like, oh my God, you like Sid Arthur? My dad is Stu Wolf's lawyer. And Lola's <laughs> What like- a flex immediately. <laughs> I can't I fault her for knowing that that's what she yeah. wants. Lola's like, oh my God, like, that's so cool. You must have been in the same room as him and everything. And I think this is actually 
uh, this moment I really, really like because mm-hmm. Lola is super nice to Carla. Like, she's never confrontational or, like, never weird. Like, Carla's being, like, very rude the whole time. But Lola's just like, wow, like, that's so interesting. And I think that a lesser actor would have played it as, like, like a snide the two remark. of them butting heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Lindsay doesn't, and I really appreciated it. Um, but yeah, Carla keeps going on. She's like, oh, I heard you moved into the new Swenska house. And Lola's like, oh, yeah, I guess. I didn't know that the house had a name. Yeah. So she's really trying to play some verbal tennis right now. But Lola is yeah. meeting her at every swing. And Carla's like, mm, is that supposed to be that famous New York sense of humor? Jesus. Like, like calm she down. is <laughs> asking you, is she's like, is there a fucking ghost in my house? Is that what you call it then? Like, what happened here? Tell yeah. me. Tell me so I don't I'm have to, to wake up Google it. to a ghost yeah. at the foot of my bed. I don't bed. have to Am ask Jeeves what happened here. <laughs> and she's like, oh Carla is feeling threatened. She's insecure. She is, yeah. w- which we learn later on, she is super insecure. Yes. Even yeah. though she has everything, the money, the friends, yeah. the status, the clothes. And Lola's like, New Yorkers learn to laugh at themselves and everything else from a very young age. And I was like. Snap. Oh, amazing <laughs> delicious. quote. A delicious. delicious. <laughs> it's a sweet treat in my mouth. <laughs> um, so Ella talks about how once she went to New York for her birthday and she loved it. And Lola tells her that she is the sister of her soul and says, I know, it's so sweet, and says the lights are like walking in the Milky Way. Carla goes, except no one gets mugged in the Milky Way. No, bitch, you fucking die in the Milky Way. (laughs) There's no air. When I I pop, pop your ass. (laughs) And I do it again. (laughs) Yeah, so the bell rings, Miss Bagoli. I love Miss Bagoli. Miss Bagoli comes in. (laughs) And um, Carla's like, Miss Bagoli, we have a new student. And Lola immediately runs up to her and she whispers in her ear. She's like, I know that your records probably say that my name is Mary, but like it's not. I don't even know who this Mary person is. My name is Lola. It's been that way since I was a baby. And Miss Bagoli's like, oh, Lola, Lola. I like (laughs) that name. Yeah, Miss Bagoli's kind of – Awesome in her very strange way. Yeah. So at lunch, Carla is chatting up Lola again, which I would use in a montage to show their relationship progression if I were doing that. (laughs) Yeah. And she basically tells her that she's sitting in her seat in history class. She has earned the center seat. And if Lola wants to fit in, she shouldn't draw so much attention to herself. And Lola tells her that she likes the attention. Carla is kind of at this moment trying to pull her under her wing like she thinks she can really fit in with the popular crew. But Lola, as Carla talks more and more, she's like, this is shit. This is literal horseshit. Yeah. Lola's like an individual. She's not trying to wear the matching Tiffany necklace that Carla and all of her cronies wear. For real. Um, and Carla tells her she should not hang out with Ella, never had a fella, which is the lamest like yeah. nickname I've ever heard as well. Yeah. At least to make the burn good. And she just kind of tears Ella apart and tells Lola that if she's careful, she could be chilling with them. And Lola, <laughs> quick witted Lola goes, yeah. chilling with you is what I've always dreamed of and walks away. 
Mic drop. I, oh my God, I love her so much. I wish that I had just an ounce of her confidence. So Lola goes outside and she catches up with Ella to go eat with her. And she's like, what's the deal with the great Santini? And Ella's like, well, I mean, she's beautiful. She's popular. She's rich. Mm -hmm. And as she's talking about Carla's whole deal, Lola notices a cutie looking at them. A 10 out of 10. And she's like, who is that? And Ella's like, oh, that's Sam. Hey, Sam, come over. And Sam walks over and introduces himself. <laughs> they, you know, make eyes at each other. Yeah, he is coming in hot with the white t-shirt. Oh, yeah. The This is my type of man, in case anyone's interested in knowing. And yeah. trust me. Trust me, there are very few types I like because men, I find I find almost none of them attractive. <laughs> but I love the like dark hair. It's like slightly yeah. messy, but oh, not yeah. disgusting. It's like just a little tousled and the yes. white t-shirt. And it's like you read a lot of books and I can sense yes. that about you. You have like a marked up copy of something in the back of your pocket. Uh, like you, you can – Give me, like, a critical analysis, and then you can also, like, fix a car. I am hot and happy right now. Yeah. The way I was in love with this man <laughs> as a child, the way that I'm still in love with him now, big, big Sam fan. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have a little chat. He, you know, wishes her well on her first day. And as he walks away, we have just a full-on, like, butt shot Oof. of his ass as he walks away. I was like spicy for a disney movie wasn't mm -hmm. expecting it and lola's like oh he's cute but i couldn't possibly think about a boyfriend right now i have to focus on my acting career and i love that for her i think yes. that one of the greatest things that this movie does is it focuses on lola the whole time mm -hmm. there is no boy drama because there no. doesn't need to be she is focused yeah. on herself and this move and this life change and yeah. I just love that there isn't any boy drama. Is that yes. too much to ask for? For real. And Sam is just like a sweet so person. supportive the whole time. He's like, I will literally do anything. You can spit on my neck. And I'd be like, do it again. <laughs> I hope you do great in the school play and I will watch and support you. I'm like, yes. thank you. None of this, you don't have time for me bullshit. None of it. Yeah. Kid doesn't have an I'm sorry for myself bone in his body. Not at all. He said pity party. I'm invited, but I don't want to go. RSVP, yeah, no. For none. No, thank you. So Ella and um, Lola ride their bikes through a gated neighborhood. It's actually where Ella's house is. And mm -hmm. I, I can't stand her for saying this, but Lola goes, <laughs> I'm the kind of riffraff they want to keep out. And I'm like, sweetie, it's much more racially charged than you're yeah. giving them credit for. It's much more fucked up and has to do with gerrymandering than you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You put on a pair of cargo pants. Like, that's it. <laughs> Did you write this? The cargo oh, pants yeah. and the Che Guevara shirt? <laughs> yes. Is that real? Is she wearing that? Yeah. This is one of the things I noticed from the style analysis is that she's wearing a Che Guevara and I'm like, is she a Marxist? I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm shocked, shocked this isn't a Disney movie. Okay. They, 
I'm surprised they did not fire the clothing designer because I feel yeah. like they would have been like, you need to censor your ass. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So they ride up to Ella's house <laughs> and actually practice kissing with the Sid Arthur yeah. poster. So insane yeah. to me. Um, I love it for them, but I could never be me. Yeah. But they talk about the band members. Um, Ella talks about how Stu would be hard to get along with. And Lola's like, no, he's just like haunted and creative. Yeah. And um, Ella's mom comes in with these like popovers, like just bringing mm. them hors d'oeuvres right now. And <laughs> Lola is like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like popovers. And she's like, surely you have popovers at home. <laughs> and Lola finds this to be an opportune moment to reveal that her mother doesn't approve of microwaves. And I'm like, yeah. girlfriend, you got to keep some stuff to yourself. Keep it hidden. Click the lock. And then obviously she's getting a weird stare from Ella's mom. And she asks Ella, you know, why doesn't her mom like her? And Ella's like, no, it's not that she doesn't like you. She just thinks you're like a little strange. And I mean, you are. So Lola storms the fuck out of the house, like yeah. throws the door open, very um, Haley a la Aquamarine when she kicks down the sign of the house. That would be, yeah, accurate. Yeah. And she's, you know, super offended. Ella follows her out and she's like, it's not like you, it's really like your mom. It's because my mom saw her at the supermarket arguing with the butcher and she had chopsticks in her hair. Like, it's not a big deal. My parents are square. And Lola's like, she it's not a big deal she's the one who gave me life who fed my fragile body with her milk wild to say yeah and ella's like it's just that my parents don't really approve of the fact that she has three kids and no husband and lola's like karen was married it could happen again and ella's like i thought you said you were a love child and Lola clearly starts getting caught up in her web of lies. Aye, aye, aye. And she's like, I was a love child. My parents were hopefully and madly in love when they had me. And then she sits her down to, like, tell her the story mm -hmm. of her parents. And Ella just lets her mind do the wandering. Let's her <laughs> mind just come up with whatever, whatever it wants yeah. to. She says that. Her parents were married and passionately in love. It was love at first sight. And they're in these like cool, I don't know, like 80s, 70s yeah. like outfits. And having this like, I think her pregnant mom is like floating. Like she is yeah. like, yeah, it's just really fantastic. This sequence is amazing. Mm -hmm. They got married, and then she got pregnant again with the twins, and her father was on his motorbike, just super excited to get home and brought all these flowers, but there were so many flowers that he couldn't see past the motorbike, and he ends up getting to an accident. They found him strewn across 9th Avenue and 10th. And there's just his one boot on 10th Avenue. <laughs> Yeah, there's also, like, this great visual gag when he, like, gets into the car accident. He hits, like, a pizza truck. Mm -hmm. And on the pizza truck, it says, like, whatever the name of the pizza is. And it says, like, 101 toppings and counting. And once he, like, smashes into it, it changes to 102. I was like, beautiful. Chef's beautiful kiss. moment. 
So in the end, after her story is complete, Lola goes, isn't it ironic? Your parents think my mother is the destroyer of social order, but she's merely a victim of fate. Girl, these lies are going to catch up to you. Truly. In the locker room the next day, Lola overhears Carla talking about how she told Miss Bagoli that they shouldn't stick to the original script of Pygmalion, the classic, classic play. (laughs) Yeah. And Lola is like, not stick to the exquisite words of Mr. George Bernard Shaw? And she's like, yeah, I said we should set the play in modern-day New York and make Eliza a checkout girl. And she says that she's going to play Eliza. Lola is heartbroken. She's devastated. The play has already been cast. She's like, how did I miss auditions? What's going on? She has her career to think about. (laughs) So she chases after Miss Bagoli, explaining that she didn't know she missed auditions, but Miss Bagoli is like, relax. Auditions aren't till Friday. So Carla's just yeah. fucking running her mouth. Um, one thing I love about this scene when she's like chasing after Miss Bagoli, she runs like down this huge ramp mm-hmm. and is like yelling after she's like, Miss Bagoli, I didn't know it had already been cast and like I would love the chance to audition. And the stairs are like right there. And it's just another indicator that anytime Lola has the chance to make something more dramatic or more like insane she will take it definitely so friday it's the auditions for pygmalion and miss bagoli is telling the drama club all about her idea to modernize the show and carla's like that's a great idea it will give the play new resonance and immediacy also carla is wearing the same j'adore dior shirt in the scene that she does on the first day of school tell her carla santini you are an outfit repeater <laughs> so lola is shocked to hear this whole thing. And she's like, wait, Miss Bagoli, that was your idea? And Miss Bagoli says, yes, Lola, it was my idea. (laughs) I may just be a teacher, but that doesn't mean I'm not capable of thought. We stand. (laughs) She then says that she's added contemporary songs to the play and she's going to call it Eliza Rocks. I have a question about this. Okay. So do you think that Carla actually gave her the idea and Miss Bagoli is trying to pretend it's hers? Or do you think it was Miss Bagoli's idea and Carla is a big old Miss, liar? Yeah, okay. I think Carla is the liar. I think that – because Carla and Lola are actually very, very similar. Yes. Clearly, as we will see later on, Carla is also a liar. So, But yeah, so since the show has music in it, they have to sing a song in addition to reading sides. Mm-hmm. And Lola is freaking out. She's like, I've simply only prepared a monologue. She's having a real <laughs> Rachel Berry moment right now. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, acting is my chosen career. I don't want anyone to remember me from a like substandard audition. And Miss <laughs> Bagoli is like, it's just a song. And you yeah, just wing it. Yeah, just <laughs> go up there. And you can go first. So she does go first. And she gets on stage in front of everyone and begins to sing a Siddhartha song. Don't move on. Don't move on. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move on. Yes. I love this moment. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. It's a good musical choice for her in general. Yes. They gave her an amazing piece for her voice, like Mm -hmm. an alto um, ballad. She really put her heart out. Like, 
it was mm-hmm. quite emotional, so it didn't matter that she wasn't belting because it was like very yeah. present performance. Mm-hmm. And Miss Bagoli is just like popping off on the accompaniment. Miss <laughs> Bagoli, like, finds- dude, she finds the key and she just fucking goes for it. And then mm-hmm. we hear like drums and like guitar and everything. Like obviously it's in Lilith's head, and like there's a spotlight on her. Oh my god, it's so good. It's a total superstar moment. Yes, and even one moment you think that she's finished the song. It goes like there's like a brief oh, pause. Yeah. And then she starts. Behind some doors. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So good. Very, very much recommend just pausing the pod and going on YouTube and looking up Lindsay Lohan. Don't move on. Yes. Also in the audience is Sam. Oh yeah. Who he, is? Uh, he comes in to watch our audition. I, I know. This movie got me fucked up because I'm comparing Lucas Scott to Sam, and he falls so <laughs> short. He falls so I, short. I would fight Lucas Scott. I think I would win. As as I have just begun season four, okay, mm-hmm. I am disappointed. I am upset. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. He keeps – I just feel like he's the fakest faker in all of fake town because mm-hmm. Peyton has just admitted some things. Left yeah. Jake and this whole shit's happening. Yeah. I'm like, Lucas Scott, we know your true colors. Tell Brooke mm-hmm. the truth. But instead, you keep dragging her on, dragging her mm-hmm. along. And it doesn't stop there. It keeps going. I want to <sighs> strangle him. Uh. Anyways, anyways, back to <laughs> back to the back to the matter at hand. <laughs> Sam is lovely and we stand. Yeah. So the next day, the cast list is going up. Lola's super nervous. Like she felt fine after the audition, but now like the anxiety is starting to creep in. So her and Carla both show up super early to school. Mm-hmm. Carla is wearing this amazing, like, matching two-piece oh, so good. blue set. It's so cute and, like, very much in style now. I feel like the matching sets are, like, making a huge comeback. Mm-hmm. So once the door gets unlocked, they run through the halls. We have this, like, whole, like, chase sequence. They're, like, throwing shit on the ground. They're, like, falling on the wet floors. It's, like, a whole thing. Carla gets to the list first, just as it's posted. She's like, oh my god, I got the part that I wanted. Did you? Yeah, Lola's heartbroken. She takes a breath, and she says, there are no small parts, only small actors. You can quote me. And then goes up to check the list. And she got Eliza. Uh, Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah, so she's celebrating, and Carla is like, actually, my part of... Miss whoever is way more exciting and has a lot of contemporary resonance. And uh, it's the part that I wanted. And Lola's like, well, it's the part that you got. (laughs) So then Carla storms up to her. The tension in the scene. They're like (laughs) inches away. They could start making out at any moment. Do they? No. I wish. So she's like, I'll show you what it's like to be in my school. (laughs) Is that a threat? Absolutely. And then they kiss? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> so Carla walks away with her friend. By the way, who is Casey from Life with Derek? I was so hoping that you would remember <laughs> that. That's a Canadian show. Yes. Live in Life with Derek. Yeah. They end up like falling for each other, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't remember like if they actually end up like kissing. 
They're step-siblings, guys. Yeah, there's that one scene where she's like, please, Derek, like, you're my brother. And he's like, step-brother. And then they're both like, Ooh. And they, like, smile at each other. And I'm like, what is being pro- promoted here right now on <laughs> the Disney Channel? What are they trying to tell us? Very insane. Yeah. But, yeah, so they walk away, and then Ella and Lola and Sam, they all celebrate, and they're like, to the new Eliza, and they're super happy. So Lola's preparing for her debut as Eliza. She's mm-hmm. highlighting her lines, and she hears on the radio, oh, my God, devastating news. Yeah. <laughs> Sid Arthur is breaking up, and Lola feels like it is the end of the world. Game yeah. over. The end. And she looks outside to see Stu Wolf riding in on an asteroid saying, (laughs) the end of the world. It's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she and Ella create altars to Siddhartha. And they wear all black and have this, like, little mini funeral outside of the school. And Lola releases balloons to go into the heavens, but they are clearly not filled with helium. So they fall to the ground. And she's like, symbolically, of course. (laughs) Yeah. She's wearing this like crazy, like black, almost like matador looking outfit. And I'm like, of course, Lola Step just had that lying around in her house. Absolutely insane. But yeah, she she has an outfit for every single occasion because she is the main character in like every moment of her life. She always has an outfit to go along with it. So later we're at this like really cool arcade. Um, Lola and Ella are there trying to hand out flyers to get people to protest <laughs> Siddhartha breaking up. <laughs> and Carla is like doing some dance dance revolution. She's like competing against other people. Apparently she's like the reigning champion mm-hmm. and she beats whoever she was playing against. And Lola decides to challenge her. So she gets up, they're dancing and Carla is like, oh, I have some like tea for you on the DL. So as you know, Siddhartha is breaking up and they're having their farewell concert and an exclusive after party. It is interesting that she tells her this. And I think mm. what I was surprised about in this film was that it wasn't just Lola and Ella who were like, we love Sid Arthur. Like, it's not a niche band. Like, people know Sid Arthur. Yeah. Carla Santini loves Sid Arthur. I wonder what the equivalent would be now for like a band like that. Because I feel like yeah, there aren't know. even really that many bands that are really popular in like mainstream. Music. Oh, yeah. It's all like individual artists now. Yeah. Like, I feel like when Paramore. we were in high school, it- I was gonna say, like when we were in high school, it probably been like the Arctic Monkeys. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Or Vampire Weekend. Yeah, or maybe like the 1975, like that kind of vibe. Yeah, I, honestly, the 1975 yeah. is pretty accurate because it's like a hot, yeah. like bad boy lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because as Lola says many times in the movie, she thinks that Stu Wolf is the greatest poet since Shakespeare. So clearly, like, their lyrics are somewhat, like, complex and emotional. So it wouldn't just be, like, Maroon 5 or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would listen to a Sid Arthur album, for sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Carla says that she has tickets to both, you know, the concert and the party because daddy's the lawyer. Mm-hmm. So Lola's like, actually, Ella and I have tickets, too. Girl. Girl. <laughs> Stop 
stop ta- stop typing stop typing stop typing, stop typing. take your thumbs off the keys so fast and loose oh my god so caller's like oh yeah how'd you get the tickets and she's like same as you through parental connections and caller's like i thought the only connection you had was the phone sassy and lola then spins this whole story about how um like the manager of Sid Arthur bought some of her mom's pottery pieces and remembered that she liked the band, so he got them tickets. As if. <laughs> of course. So Lola ends up winning this second round of DDR after losing the first one, after finding out about like Carla mm-hmm. having tickets. So it's like a nice balance of like whoever is winning verbally is also winning in the game. Amazing. Amazing, guys. Yes. Amazing cinematic devices are being used in this film. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know, she pops off. She wins the second round. Everyone claps for her. She, like, collapses on the ground, but she's smiling. She's like, oh, my God. Everything's coming up, Lola. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Lola. She's exhausted by her lies <laughs> is what the script says. <laughs> oh so in true high school fashion, a trip to the mall happens. You got to add mm-hmm. it in. And Ella's like, why the literal fuck did you tell Carla Santini <laughs> we were going to the party? Now she's going to humiliate both of us. And that's kind of like a running theme that Carla yeah. Santini will humiliate you so bad you have to switch schools. Yeah. And Lola's like, well, that all depends on whether or not we go to the concert and party. And she says that you don't need to be invited to crash a celebrity bash and that they can work around Ella's mom. Two gigantic hurdles. Yeah. Ella asks if she's insane and Lola is like, we have to go. It's a matter of pride, which it is. But it didn't have to be if you did not lie about it. Yeah. So then Lola comes out of the cut once again with a themed outfit. She's dressed like a Miss Grace Kelly moment. (laughs) Um, She has turned the dramatics up once again. She's at dinner with her family and she won't eat. And her mom is like, what's wrong? And she's like, I can't eat. I'm just in too much pain. And she explains the whole like Sid Arthur situation and begs her to let her go to the concert alone because she doesn't want to go with a parent and the mom is like well kids and rock concerts aren't a great mix and i remember when i was a teenager like me and my brother were not allowed to go to concerts by ourselves until we were 16 and if it was a band or an artist yeah that like my parents didn't want to see then we had to buy our own ticket and buy them a ticket as well which concerts in singapore are were very very expensive because like at that time not a lot of like big bands would go there but like each ticket would be at least like a hundred something each and so obviously as a 15 14 15 year old i did not have like 250 dollars to throw around so i only went to like one concert before i was 16 and it was the backstreet boys and it was with my oh that's like a really cool memory though yeah oh and i did go see gwen stefani and that i went to with my mom but i didn't really go to a lot of concerts like when I was in middle school, I went to see the Jonas Brothers in 2008, the Burning mm. Up tour, of course. Yeah. And then other than that, I really only saw Demi Lovato and I saw the 1975 with you. Yes. Oh, I saw a Kanye West concert. Oh my God, y'all. Um, honestly, no. I forgot that concerts existed because yeah. <laughs> we have been in quarantine for over a year. Yeah. I, I've only been to like a few. I'm not like a huge concert gal, but I do like them. I went to... Ellie Golding. I went to the Kooks. 
I went to Bastille. I saw the 1975. Oh, twice. I used to love Bastille. I would listen to them yeah. and be like, I have such emotional depth. Um, oh, yeah. You're like, I was yeah. just so enthralled. That would be like Siddhartha for me now. Like back in high yeah. school, that would be my Siddhartha. Yeah, I bought my ticket to see Bastille in New York before I even moved to New York. I went by myself. Um, but it was a great time. It was at Radio City and they were amazing. Radio City concerts are very safe. Like it's very controlled. Yeah. I also went to see the 1975 for the first time at Terminal 5, which is like a v- pretty small venue. So like I'm mm-hmm. very lucky that I got to see them there. Yeah. This oh, this is such a tangent, but Taylor Swift was at that concert and her and like Maddie had like a flirtation at the time. Oh my and god. I was, like, in love with Maddie, so I was like, of course, this woman, once again, is dating a guy that I love. She dated Taylor Lautner and Harry mm-hmm. Styles, and then she was – I was like, clearly, we have a lot of overlapping taste. You were like, that's my man. <laughs> that's my man. So there's this one song they have called Falling For You that was, like, one of my favorites. I, like, loved it with everything in my soul. And there's one lyric where he says – I don't want to be your friend. I want to kiss your neck. And when he sang it, he like looked directly at her. And then her and Carly Kloss were like, he, he, he. And I was like, okay. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm, Ill. I'm, I'm unwell. <laughs> someone get, yeah. someone call a person. <laughs> yeah. That's when I was cuckolded by Taylor Swift in person. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> Anyways, back to, back to the movie. So Lola complains to Sam about the whole situation while he's fixing his car and he has a <sighs> little little white t-shirt on and he's getting all, oh my you God. know, getting the parts together. Mm. And apparently Ella didn't even ask her parents. I don't remember how that detail was slid in. Oh, he asked like, what about what did Ella's parents say? And she's like, oh, she didn't even ask. Oh, yeah. She's like, if sh- she knew if she had asked, like her mother would mm. – pull every manicured fingernail off or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But Lola is like, I'm not giving up yet. And Sam says that he likes her necklace. And I am oh my God. freaking out. The bottle cap <laughs> necklace. Uh, it's just such an indicator of taste. Okay? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I really like your boots. And honey, those boots are so dope. He got those at L-Train yeah. Vintage. Yes. All right. He has these cute cowboy boots. Uh he fires he fires one more back at her and he's like i like your smile deceased oh my god if a man ladies a man (laughs) will never i'm having a breakdown the way that i would swoon even now but especially when you're 15 can you imagine you're 15 and this cutie cute cute guy is like i like your smile as he slides under a car kill me yeah, I think that if I'm reminiscing, <laughs> like I've had a couple of like movie moments in my life mm-hmm. and there was a time, so we used to go to the pet store in our town. It would mm-hmm. be like a really fun thing to do, especially once you, um, I think it was either 16 or 18, you could like play with the dogs and the pet store boy who's like our age, like he's in high school, starts flirting yeah. with me and he oh was God. like super cute. Yes, and that is, like, my equivalent yeah. of, like, the teenage flirtation. One of the yeah. few guys that I met in a high school gal who would just, like, straight up compliment you. Mm. You know? Those type of guys yeah. who were just like, yeah. I'm going to just say, like, tell you a compliment. 
and not be like a shady motherfucker and insult you. That's foreign to me. So I <laughs> I, I can't relate, but that sounds delightful. <laughs> so after this beautiful moment, Lola decides to kick things up a notch once again. Mm-hmm. And she's decided that she's going on a hunger strike a la Gandhi. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> until her mom will let her go to the concert. She once again has a coordinated outfit to go along with it as well. And mom, you know, gets a phone call and she's filling this person in on Lola's quote unquote strike and goes into Lola's room and she's like, okay, your dad is offering to take you to the concert. Dun dun. Lola is a liar. Her dad is in fact alive. Yes. Lola thanks her dad and she's like, you know, I appreciate it, but you know, I would die of shame. So it's a no. And the dad then offers to drop her off at the concert and then Mm -hmm. pick her up after. And Lola, like, is still super offended by this. And she starts, like, going off about how there's no limit to the humiliation that they are heaping upon her. Yeah, I think she would agree if she hadn't literally told her best friend in this town that her dad was dead. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The mom then, like, smells something funky, and she looks under Lola's bed and finds an old Domino's box. So clearly, the hunger strike was once again an elaborate ruse. Yes. And Lola loses her allowance for a month. Back at school, Carla comes up to Ella and Lola in an amazing (laughs) – I wrote this. I said amazing and slightly offensive plaid ensemble because yes. it is slightly offensive. Um, it's just like an awful fedora. I think there's a mm. short vest. It's Burberry. Yeah. yeah it's Burberry. And her, yes. and her friends are like matching as well. Yeah. Like with the different like pieces. Of, oh yeah. my God. So she shows um, Ella and Lola her tickets to the show and the after party, and she's feeling so cool. And Carla says, give it up. But Lola calls her bluff and, like, doubles down. And she's like, maybe we can even get our pictures taken together. And Carla's like, yeah, maybe Ella can be in the picture, too. And Ella yells back, yeah, I'll be there. And we're like, go off. (laughs) Ella, growing a pair. Pop off. So the girls race to the mall. Ella is going to buy tickets for the both of them. And it is sold out, obviously, because it is their last concert. It would have sold out in like a second. And uh. that's when they run into Miss Uh-oh, Carla Santini, Uh-oh. wearing this like all white fit. Very cute. She's like, hey, girls, like I would stay in chat, but I don't want to stay in chat and walks away. She could throw me down a flight of stairs. <laughs> As, like, a teenager. Directly directly into the sun. Yes. Oh, my God. She could throw me right down that mall escalator. (laughs) So Lola and Ella are freaking out. And Lola's like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. This is what scalpers are for. We will just buy the tickets the day of. Back at home, Ella and Lola are going over Lola's lines. Lola tells her mom about the cast party that's happening at Carla's house. And she tells her that she needs a new outfit so she can look perfect. And her mom is like, sweetie, you know I'm a potter, right? (laughs) You know that I I do pottery for a living. You know, she can look for something perfect in her already incredibly flashy and elaborate wardrobe. (laughs) So Lola starts just piling through her closet, looking for an outfit, throwing her clothes in the bed, and they are piling up like crazy. She's like just going through like really focused on herself. When she notices, Ella is sobbing 
and she yeah. starts to panic. Yeah, and Lola goes over and she's like, oh my god, Ella, don't cry. I'm sure I'll find something to wear. Delusional. Oh my god, girl. So Ella's freaking out. She's like, I can't lie. I can't tell my parents that I'm sleeping over at your house when I'm going to New York City. And Lola's like, it's not like we're going behind their backs. Like they're going to be there too, just not in the same location. So Lola also kind of freaks out a little bit, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to talk to my mom. I will fix everything and we will go to the concert. And she walks out as Ella is like, I can't lie. <laughs> Great performance by Allison Pill, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Yeah. So Lola does go talk to her mother and she says, you know, I, I love how you're always right or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, we do need parental supervision. You know, how about we take the train into the city and meet up with Ella's parents, then go to the concert and afterwards meet back up with them and stay at their hotel. And her mom is like, I'm going to need to talk to Ella's parents about this. So they head over to the Gerard house. Lola and Karen are like dressed up, looking very suburban. Lola has this like really great, like kind of pale blue outfit. And she has like, she's wearing a bumpet, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> it's a great look. Yeah. So Karen explains that Lola feels that she really must see these Siddhartha people. And Ella's parents are like, Ella, is that how you feel? And she's like, it's their last performance. And her parents are like, well, why didn't you just say so, sweetie? And she's like, I didn't know I could. (laughs) They need some family therapy, these people, for sure. For sure. So her dad is like, well, we'll be in town for the long weekend. So we'll pick the girls up at Grand Central and then they can spend the night at the Hilton with us. And they're like, well, that's great. Lola's super happy, and she's like, it's as if the heavens wanted this. Unbelievable. <laughs> I relate to the narrative of, like, I didn't know I could ask, except instead yeah. of, I didn't know I could ask, so I was just an angel. I was like, I didn't know I could ask, so I did some pretty, <laughs> I just, <laughs> pretty wild things anyway. <laughs> did it and asked for forgiveness. <laughs> so I prayed for my sins. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> What am I talking about here? What's the movie? Okay. <laughs> Back at school, Miss Bagoli talking about how the costumes are very important, da da da, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Carla and Casey from Life with Derek are talking about <laughs> what they're going to wear to the concert. And Lola goes into a Marilyn Monroe. I haven't seen the seven year itch, but do you want to elaborate? Yeah, The Seven Year Itch is the movie where she wears, like, the classic, like, white halter dress, and she, like, stands over, like, the subway thing, and it, like, makes – yeah, it's from that movie. So it's a reference to that. Yes. (laughs) Sid flies in in a clamshell. Oh, Stu. Okay. That's a typo. (laughs) In the daydream, she's, like, dancing along to the, like, Marilyn Monroe song. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember now, and she puts on the bottle cap necklace, but this version is a diamond encrusted. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And in real life, unfortunately, Lola has grabbed Miss Bagoli, and she is now dancing with Miss Bagoli. Yeah. Unfortunately, she is not dancing with Mr. Stu. Wolf. No relation to Alex and Nat Wolf. Yeah. Maybe the Naked Brothers band was uh, the Sid Arthur of our childhood. I hope not. So 
Lola then decides to enlist Sam to help steal Eliza's dress from the show for her to wear to the concert tonight. Mm -hmm. Sam is like, absolutely, I will commit theft for you. He's like, anything you need, CP. (laughs) Yeah. So in rehearsal, Lola is like, you know, learning the choreo, but she keeps messing up because she's, you know, so distracted by thinking about Sam and thinking about Stu. Miss Bigoli stops the rehearsal because she keeps messing up. Carla is, like, making comments towards Lola again about how, like, she's not going to be at the concert. And Miss Bagoli like, yells at them for talking, owns that rehearsal room. She's like, opening night is in one week, and I think we could have just one decent rehearsal by now. And she starts, like, choking. All worked up. So she then tries to, like, have everybody calm down and leads them all in a breathing exercise. And they're like, no! And I'm like, this is exactly what acting school was like. Miss Bagoli is like any other teacher you've ever had when they'd be like, this is hell. I can't even say it with a straight face because high school theater is like one of the most ridiculous things <laughs> I've ever done in my life. But yeah. it's like that whole like, this is hell week. Like, this, yeah. you can't even fucking do this shit right. How are you going to do it for <laughs> hundreds of people in the audience? Like, the, yeah. the, like, mental gymnastics that occur in order to raise the stakes to this level. Oh, my God. For real. So, it's just really funny. Miss mm-hmm. Bagoli goes to get something from the drama room. It's really not disclosed what she's getting, if it's, like, an inhaler or some drugs it's kind of implied yeah, that she's say, getting, like, popping a Xanax. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I have to go get something that's locked away in the drama room. <laughs> okay, Miss Bagoli. Mm-hmm. So Lola follows her because she knows Sam is in there right now. And um, she's trying to keep her from going inside. Miss Bagoli opens the door and Sam is standing there with the Eliza dress. And yeah. Lola's like, holy crap, hide, hide, hide. And so he does manage to hide. And Miss Bagoli proceeds to go through the entire costume room to see if anything yeah. is out of place. So Lola tries to distract her while she's looking through everything. And Sam is trying to find an escape route. And Miss Bagoli is like, Lola, you're making me very nervous. <laughs> and she's been working. Oh, my God. Miss Bagoli tells Lola she's been working too hard and that she should try to relax over the weekend finally sam manages to escape by like holding a mirror like a standing mirror in front of him yeah and getting to the door and after he leaves miss bagoli turns around and sees this gigantic mirror in front of the door and she like girl thinks she's going crazy and like she may be but in this case she's not no So after this debacle, Lola, like, rushes to meet Sam at his car, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I tried to stop her from going in, and, like, you know, thanks for trying to get the dress anyways. And he's, like, trying, sits down in his convertible, Ah. take a look under the hood. Man's got the dress. He got it. What a freaking cutie. Lola, like, slams the hood shut, and she's like, oh, my God. (laughs) So cute. The girls are at it again. The next evening, they are running mm. to the train. Very relatable content for me. Running to get the Metro North Railroad. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't know what they call it in Jersey. The New Jersey Transit. You're right. Ladies, let me tell you a pro tip. 
the Metro North Railroad is the best railroad. I've been on the Long Island Railroad, okay? I've been on the New Jersey Transit. The Metro North Railroad is by far the classiest, best train that you can take when you're leaving the city. Coat hooks, nice little updated like seating areas. I digress. Okay. Anyways, they head to the train. They (laughs) make it. They go to the bathroom. Literally stay in the bathroom the entire trip. I'm like, you're lucky no one has to pee. And they start to get ready for the concert. Ella sees that Lola stole the Eliza dress, and she starts having a freak out all over again. Lola's like, we need to do this. One blissful night before I spend the rest of my life behind bars. And Ella is like freaking out, but she's like going along with it anyway. And she's like, okay, but I am not even getting near a scalper and gives Lola all the cash, which was their first mistake. Yes. So Lola helps Ella pull a vintage purple dress over her head. And Lola tries to pull on flesh-colored fishnet tights. (laughs) She ends up having to have Ella like pull them off of her feet. She's like, her back is like on the fucking bathroom floor. Oh, nasty. And they finally get dressed and realize their hair looks insane. So they brush their hair out and realize that they've brushed their hair together. It's a really cute dress-up montage. I very much enjoy it. To top it all off, Ella sneezes and makes powder go everywhere and hits Lola's arm and Lola gets lipstick all over the side of her face. Yeah. They also have like curlers in and I'm like, curlers don't work in an hour. Like that's scientifically impossible. (laughs) You need to do them like overnight most of the time or like for a very long time because there's no like heat on them or anything. But nevertheless, they arrive at Grand Central Station. They look amazing. Ella is wearing actually Lola's dress that you see like in a pile on her bed when she's like tossing out Mm -hmm. her whole wardrobe. Um, And obviously Lola is wearing the Eliza dress. So the parents say that they look beautiful and they like kind of go through the plan like – you know, we're going to be back at the hotel at midnight. Call us if you need anything. And they take their bags. And Lola's like, thank you so much. And like, don't worry. It's just a quiet little concert. Yeah, I really like that moment too because it's a moment when Ella's parents see her as like yeah. an adult almost. Like she's dressed up. She looks really nice. Like you can tell that she's doing something that's important to her. And I think her parents are really yeah. – Yeah. They just feel good seeing their daughter be happy. Totally. This is my line. Okay. This is your thought, though. LOL, <laughs> that is not New York City. It, yeah. As soon as I saw this exterior shot of quote-unquote New York, I was like, absolutely not. I looked it up. This was filmed mostly in Ontario. There are like a couple of scenes that they did shoot on location in New York, but it was mostly filmed in Toronto and Hamilton and then a couple other places around. But like all the high school stuff, like mm-hmm. all of that is all Ontario. So Lola and Ella approach a scalper. Um, they say it's 165 for orchestra. I think it was supposed to be 165 for each one. Or was it for both? Oh, I don't know. He was just like two orchestra orchestra tickets. How much? 165. And I was like, that's very reasonable for like yeah. the last concert ever and in the orchestra. I wonder if they bought the tickets if they would have even worked. But we'll see. Yeah, we don't see. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Ella's worried about the price, but Lola is like, yeah, let's take them. Sounds great. So she goes through her purse. She searches for her makeup bag. It is not there. It is on the train behind the sink. Uh, 
my God. Awful. So Lola's like, all right, all we have to do is sneak into the concert, you know, be in a big group of people. Ella is hyperventilating. Yeah. So they're like in this group of people. Lola's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe we're here. I'm so excited. I hope that they play like this song, trying to blend in. They try and sneak in past the bouncer, usher, whatever. Ella gets through, but Lola gets stopped. And he's like, can I get another look at your ticket, please? And she's like, oh, my God, I must have dropped it. Whatever. Let me in. (laughs) Yeah. But obviously he throws her out. Ella is freaking out inside. She, like, meets her at this, like, window and her face is, like, pressed up against the glass. And Lola's like, go see Stu. Go see Stu. But Ella is just, like, fully having a panic attack. So Lola goes back to the usher and she's like, look, my cousin is inside and she has a medical condition. Like, look at her. She can't even breathe. She needs to be with me at all times or she might die. And he's like... Of course. So instead of, you know, letting her in, he just kicks Ella out as well. Yeah. So no one gets to go in. Um, That's one of the drawbacks being the main character. You are easily recognizable. Girl was yeah. wearing red. Did she think that she was going to get in? Yeah. No. So in Times Square, Ella starts walking away. She is fed up. But Lola catches up to her and she's like, if everyone stopped trying, we wouldn't have TiVo or electricity. <laughs> and... Doesn't she want to see the look on Carla's face at the after party? So Lola is not deterred one bit. Yeah. She pulls out this magazine page um, that she managed to retain, even though she lost all of their money. And she shows her Stu's front door. She's like, so... <laughs> she says, Soho is just around the corner. And that is when you know she is not okay. Yeah. We love some New York humor of like, yeah, it's just around the corner. It's like 70 blocks away. Yeah. So the girls, you know, run through the rain looking for Stu's place. And this like man keeps walking behind them. And Ella keeps noticing him. And like every time they turn around, he'll kind of like stop. Mm -hmm. So she tells Lola like this dude is for sure following us. And Lola gets a look at him and she's like, I'll handle it. Goes up to him and she's like, hi, dad. Yikes, spikes. <laughs> yeah, yikes, spikes, baby. <laughs> so she's like, dad, what are you doing? And he's like, your mom called. She was nervous. I'm just keeping an eye on you. And she's like, we're fine. Like, just keep your distance. Like, you're starting to freak my friend out. And he's like, okay. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, we're going to a party. And he's like, I like parties. And she's like, you cannot come with us. Even though we're only 15 and we're alone in the city. Yeah, and her dad seems cool. Yeah. He's, like, got a cool dog. I don't know why he's wearing a cowboy hat, though. That seems kind of Oh, I loved the cowboy hat. I was, like, (laughs) trench coat, cowboy hat, dog. Like, hell yeah. You know, this is is where Lola gets her her flair from. Definitely from her dad. So Lola rejoins Ella, and she's like, he won't be bothering us anymore. Let's go. Next thing they know, they see Carla's BMW drive past. She's like, mm. the Santini Mobile, <laughs> leading them right to Stu Wolf's door. So Carla gets out of the car. You know, she's looking absolutely amazing yeah. in this like feather boa. Mm-hmm. Um, they run up to the door and give their names to the bouncer, who is like, okay, show me your invites. And Lola's like, oh. Funny you should ask. We left them at the concert, but our names are on the list. Mm. Mm, Right there. (laughs) And it's like a huge blunder. It's never going to work. 
And the next thing they know, Stu and Steve leave the party. <gasps> and Stu is drunk. He's having this argument with Steve. It's like pretty brutal. He goes off staggering mm. into an alley. And Steve says that he's glad that Stu isn't their problem anymore. Yeah. Kind of like a uh, uh, moment. So Ella yells after Steve and she's like, I love you. He goes back inside. Yeah. So Lola and Ella follow Stu into the alley that he's like drunkenly stumbling through. Mm-hmm. And Lola says, well, except for the garbage and the cars, it's like following Heathcliff out on the moors. <laughs> and honestly, like Lola is super, super well read. Oh, a yeah. She's really smart. Yeah. Like she has very smart references. She's like much less vapid, I think, than one would assume from just like the marketing of this film. Mm-hmm. Ladybird. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So Ella is freaked out being there alone in this dark alley in New York at night. Understandable. And Lola's like, well, we're not alone. We're with an adult. And she's like, well, aside from the fact that he isn't with us, he isn't actually an adult. He's a rock star. They then find him buried underneath these huge, like, this mountain of trash bags and even the trash bags in this movie are like Ah. colorful everything is so well designed like it's great so they help him out of the trash then they get to a diner and they pull Stu into a booth and Stu is kind of just blabbing off in his drunken stupor he's like everybody wants something from me (laughs) you think I'm a regular guy I'm not a regular guy Do you think anybody really knows who I am? I don't even know who I am. (laughs) I love that that, uh, Australian-British mix that you have going on. (laughs) Okay. So Lola's like, I just need to get some coffee in him. And the waitress comes over and he he goes to town on the waitress. (laughs) Do you think I have any real friends? Oh, Adam Garcia. He honestly, he he plays a great drunk. What can you say? Yeah. He orders a deluxe hamburger platter and I no longer eat meat, but that that was my jam yeah. whenever I went to yeah. a diner. So he got a hamburger platter and onion rings and was like, actually, just the coffee for, for him. And Stu <laughs> demands it. The girls are yeah. like, we don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. And the waitress tells the girls to keep him in line. Yeah, so Stu then asks the girls, you know, what they want from him. Money, autographs, a record deal. And Ella is like, this is the poet that lit up your darkest days. Bad luck. Yeah, and she's like, hey, Stu, do you have any cash on you? We kind of lost ours. And he's like, I knew you wanted money. I got nothing. So the waitress brings the coffee over and Lola's just like, oh my God, like Stu, there's just so many things I want to ask you about your work. And he's like falling like on the table. Dude is he's not he's not there. He's blasted. Yeah. Ella's like he's too drunk. And Lola says that she just doesn't understand the artistic soul that he drinks so much to numb the intensity of his feelings. Okay. Then as the waitress walks by, he grabs a donut from the plate. He's like, I said I wanted onion rings, and then throws it directly at the head of a cop. Ay, ay, ay. Guess where they end up next? The precinct. Yeah. A Brooklyn Nine-Nine moment. Added. Andy Sandberg is there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish. I know. That crossover, though? Mm. Poof. Um, in the precinct, 
they end up having to give uh, this cop basically all their parents' information. And Ella gives the cop her parents' info and says they're staying at the Hilton tonight. And then Lola gives the cop her father's address in Soho. Man lives on Bleecker and Bank. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that is a very nice address. Yeah. Right across from Butcher's Daughter, if you're familiar. That there's any a brand. New York listeners. Yeah, any New York listeners, the Butcher's Daughter. Actually, wait, am I thinking of Jack's wife, Frida, where there's like a Louis Vuitton there, or is that the Butcher's Daughter? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. I just know that either it's Butcher's Daughter or Jack's wife, Frida. There's a Brandy Melville, mm. which I've been in multiple times, and a Louis Vuitton on the way from like uh, Greenwich Village if you're going south. Gotcha. So. Ella is like, um, you just gave the cop a false address. Like, that's a really bad idea, Lola. And she's like, what are you talking about? My dad does live there. He lives in a rent-controlled apartment and da-da-da-da. And Ella realizes that she is a big, fat, freaking yeah. liar. And Lola's like, so I exaggerated a little. Uh, <laughs> uh, you said that he was Ma'am. dead. <laughs> Deceased. Yeah. Passed away. No longer of this earth. And then Stu is like, he died when? (laughs) I don't know. He's drunk. He's not making sense. They basically get into a little fight and Ella is feeling really upset because her night didn't go as planned and she's feeling really bummed out. And to top it all off, she just found out the friend that she thought she was so close with lied to her face. Lola says that the reason that she lied was so she could make herself seem more interesting. Of course. And I feel like had this movie not happened and Lola had just like gone on living her life, she would have been somebody that like probably like lied about having cancer at some point. Like I get that kind of vibe. Oh my gosh. There's always got to be one that does that. (laughs) So Ella's like, we are in a precinct with a drunk rock star waiting for your dead dad to show up and you want to see more interesting And Lola's like, you know, it's a new school. I just want it to fit in. But Ella does not want to hear it. She refuses to talk to her. Eventually, Lola's dad arrives. Lola tells the cops, like, the whole situation, what happened, etc. Stu Wolf, who is, like, kind of sobered up by this point, is like, oh, yeah, like, I'm having memory flashes. I was passed out in this garbage and they helped me. And um, Stu is kind of petting uh, Callum, which is Lola's dad's dog. His name is Nagus. He's like, oh my god, he looks like the dog from the dog years. And he's like, he is the dog from the dog years, which is like a children's book. Turns out Stu Wolf loves the dog years, and so does his niece. It's a cute little moment. Is he the author? He's a children's author. I assume so, yeah. What a cool parent duo. Mom's a potter, dad writes children's books. I know. Just stay in New York. I know, right? So the sergeant is like, okay, I think that, like, we can probably let you guys go. Um, She then asks Stu for an autograph. And Stu is like, well, now that this is all sorted, who wants to come to a party with me? And Sergeant Rose is like, I would. (laughs) One thing I was thinking about, though, is that the reason that he was brought – they were all brought to the precinct was because of, like, this donut incident. But isn't it more sus that there's a grown man – Alone right? with two 15-year-olds at a I diner. I totally agree. Like, why was that not the reason that the cops were like, what's going on there? Yeah. There's a lot of, you know. Yeah. It's just certain things have to happen sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but they all end up going back to the loft so that Stu can, you know, attend the party once more. And Ella is outside the loft 
and she does not want to go in. She isn't in the mood. She just wants to call this night quits and go home. But Lola asks Ella to forgive her and she apologizes. She says that she doesn't know what she'd do without her. And Ella is like still not interested in going in. And um, Lola's dad comes out and he's like, okay, I can take you back to the hotel. Like if you don't feel like partying. But then Ella kind of realizes like this is her night. Like this is what they wanted Mm -hmm. after everything. And they finally got it. Like she can't pass this opportunity up. So she goes in. Yeah. So they go into this fabulous party. Stu Wolf has changed into this like these like white pants and like mesh top and Mm -hmm. he has this whole entourage they're like all wearing white and they all like whip their heads around it's very cool um he welcomes the girls into the party and he leads them to his bedroom so that it can get like changed into some dry clothes again a little bit weird but i guess he's not going in with them yeah he leaves them alone they're soaking wet also because they were in the rain yes and you know they look around for carla but she is nowhere to be seen Mm mm-hmm Stu's bedroom, a whole, whole montage. They're trying out over-the-knee converse, some furry coats, jamming out on guitars, jumping on Stu's bed, all right? Yeah, and they do end up, you know, having a little heart-to-heart, and Mm -hmm. Ella does agree to, like, forgive her if Lola says she won't lie. So they go into the party, they're wearing Stu's clothes, and they see Miss Carla Santini and Miss Casey from Life with Derek. And they yell out to her and they're like, Carla, hey, Carla. She sees them and is in complete shock. She looks pissed as hell. And she just like storms off, doesn't even say hi. So the girls are like, well, we won. Let's go <laughs> dance. So they're like hanging out. They're dancing. And Stu comes up to them. And um, Ella spots Steve. So she runs after him. And Lola asks Stu if they can like chat for a moment. They're sitting down and she decides that this is the time to do like a deep dive on his music. Yeah. And she's like, what were you thinking about when you wrote behind some doors, people are waiting to sparkle? And he's like, I have no idea. And she's like, what do you mean? And he says, maybe my favorite line in this movie. Yeah. Life's a little foggy, little soggy. <laughs> I'm going to just start saying that. I'm going to make this a thing. New Instagram bio. Yeah. So Lola kind of starts you know, realizing that she can't really, you know, talk to him about his poetry. And that's like something that she had always wanted to do. And he's like, well, why, why can't you? And she's like, because Mr. Wolf, you're a drunk. <sighs> I was like, whoa, I'm honestly really surprised that this isn't a Disney movie. I feel like this is probably one of the first like kids movies that I ever saw where it was like explicit that like this person is an alcoholic. Yeah, it was definitely progressive. It feels like one of those things that didn't really mean to be progressive, but because mm-hmm. it was in a time where things weren't as, like, censored as they are now, they mm-hmm. could just say, like, you're drunk, you know? I feel like you could find moments like that in early 2000s Disney movies, but then they were like, whoa, p- yeah. pump the brakes on it in the 2010s. Yeah. So the next day, back at school, life as usual. And Mm -hmm. Ella runs up to Lola and she's like, I'm grounded. And Lola's like, I'm grounded too. (laughs) So they go into class to confront Carla. But Carla pretends like they weren't there. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I didn't see you. Um, And everyone knows that you weren't at the party. 
she totally grills her and just calls her a liar. Lola's like, that's not true. Like, my father hung out with Stu and they're going to get together sometime. And Carla's like, but you don't even have a dad. Your dad's dead, right? And your name isn't even Lola, Mary. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Basically, during this conversation, Ella has said, you know, it's okay. We don't have to prove anything to them. And by the time the conversation comes to an end and she kind of realizes that Carla has no intention of being honest, she's like, you're right. We don't have anything to prove. But she's definitely crying as she goes and takes her seat. Yeah, and Carla's like, oh my god, look at the baby. She's crying. And I'm like, you're fucking evil. Jesus. (sighs) So we then go ahead to rehearsal for Eliza Rocks. Lola keeps messing up her lines and she's like, Miss Bagoli, I can't go on. And she's like, what's the problem? And Lola admits that she borrowed the Eliza dress over the weekend and apologizes. Miss Bagoli is freaking out and she's like, I had to wear it to the party. And Carla's like, that you didn't go to? Like, you're a liar, Mary. When are you going to stop lying? And Lola tries to like explain the whole situation, that she was there and she even borrowed clothes from Stu. Like, She has the t-shirt. She has the tissue that she used to wipe his tears. And she's like, and he sent the dress like in a limousine to my dad's house. Like it's, it's real. And like, I even left my bottle cap necklace at his house and he said he was going to FedEx it back. And everyone is just like laughing at her. Nobody believes her. Miss Bagoli is even laughing and she's like, oh, that's good that the, that the dress came in a limo because otherwise it would have to catch a cab. Ha ha ha. Oh. And she tells Lola, like, oh, you're very funny. You should be a comedian. And Lola tries to accuse Carla of lying. But Miss Bagoli is like, you know what? I've had enough. I have worked too hard on this show to have you ruin it for me. Poor Lola. I mean, it had to happen even if she had a great time at the concert. Like, there is always that moment in the movie where all the lies come out. Yeah. So some really dark moments for Lola. Simple plan plays... Yeah. And she's like, I fell into a deep depression only Hamlet would recognize. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Lola is straight up lying in bed. She is yeah. down for the count. And Ella comes over and confronts her. She's like, they need to know the truth. And Lola, you need to get up. It's like the night of the fucking play. And she's yeah. still planning to stay home. Like, are you kidding me? Everyone worked so hard for this. Yeah. And Ella tells Lola that she's bailing out. Even Sam, who has never been to a school function, is going because of Lola. Sweet Sam. I know. And Ella's like, what about me? I was miserable before you came here. You gave me courage, Lola. (laughs) Because of you, I'm brave enough to be different. Yeah. Girl power. Yeah. Alice. (laughs) Teenage girl, seriously. Um, since this is a podcast and you can't see us, we are currently recording in our merch, yes. which is available, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, Allison Pill is honestly like very, very good in this scene. I mean, she's really good in this whole movie, but I think this scene would have so easily been really cheesy mm-hmm. if she didn't like treat it as seriously as she did and like just made it very honest. I think it was like yeah, very well done. So she says that the one thing that Carla can't do anything about is you being Eliza, and you're just going to hand it to her. Get up, 
we have to do this. So Lola, upon hearing the speech, gets up. She puts on this like amazing dressing gown that we only see for like literally this one second, but it looks great. And she yells out to her mom that she's had a miraculous recovery and she's going to the show and her and Ella hug. It's very sweet. Backstage at the play, Carla is in the midst of getting exactly what she wanted. And Mm -hmm. she literally says, it amazes me that I can get everything that I want. But (sighs) not so fast. (laughs) Slow your roll there, Carla, because Lola is here and she's ready to play. Mm -hmm. So she shows up in her first costume and they have this like a moment. I actually don't know what they say to each other. Basically, Carla is like, get out of my first costume. And she's like, get out of my dress. Yeah. And then like Carla's like throws all the shit off of like the the Yeah, really yeah. great moment when she yeah. wipes everything off the vanity. And then they start furiously making out. Oh, no, wait. That's just <laughs> in my fan fiction coming soon to Wophead. <laughs> oh, my God. Miss Pagoli runs into the room. Lola accidentally sprays her with hairspray because she yeah. meant to get Carla. Sweet Miss Begoli is rubbing her glasses and she's like, it's so good to see you. (laughs) So right before the show, Lola's backstage and her mom comes back to wish her luck. And she says, you're going to be great, Lola. And she's like, you called me Lola. And she's like, you are a Lola. Progress, people. I love that. On stage, it's showtime. Oh my gosh. Miss Begoli starts conducting and she says... Press your bars, children. Because <laughs> it's an orchestra of laptops. Yeah, all these kids have their MacBooks open. It's very, honestly, feels like um, the setup for um, the Super Bowl, like when The Weeknd performed and he had all of those people. Fucking hell, it's so hard to explain this. Don't I did not. It. I did not watch, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It's just like so funny and like yeah modern. It's, a, it's a great it's a great gag i love it so the children press their bars and the mm. music swells and <laughs> they start the musicale you know yeah. they're in the cité cité i don't know what the tune is to the song that they're singing it's um i think it's called is it called for the city living for the city living for the city is what it's called Okay. But yeah, it's like the the supermarket checkout scene where we meet Eliza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, the sets look extravagant, insane. Um weird because the auditorium itself it doesn't look super top notch, but you know, put the budget where you can. Yes. And they kind of do a couple tastes of the different songs. Like mm-hmm. changes. <laughs> yeah, in the library, that whole thing. And she basically goes from becoming this girl who is like, I'm a New Yorker, to I am going to teach children now (laughs) because teaching is the most honorable thing one can do. Yeah. Lola wears the Eliza dress, which actually this costume is very interesting because it's a nod to the My Fair Lady movie because My Fair Lady is based on Pygmalion. And 
in the movie, Audrey Hepburn wears this like amazing dress and there are a lot of similar elements like the bow and the little like ruching like on the sides. We're probably going to post like a side by side at some point on the Instagram. Keep an eye out for that. But a very smart um, costume choice because they talk about like taking the classic things and like modernizing it mm-hmm. for a contemporary audience. So like that's reflected in the costume too, which is dope. So, you know, it's the end of the play. She's wearing the dress, etc. Sam is in the crowd. He's like completely in love. The crowd goes wild. Lola killed it. And then we have the finale number. I love this song so much. It's so good. It's such that a girl was a one-time teenage drama queen. Oh, it's it's amazing. It was the first rap that I ever learned. Another great Instagram bio. Oh my god, the the whole movie is filled yeah. to the brim with quotes. She's wearing this amazing like is it pink and orange? Yeah, pink, orange. I want to say there's like feathers. Yeah, there's like some flame imagery. Mm-hmm. She looks amazing. I mean, only Lindsay Lohan could pull off that low rise of a pant. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, truly not looking forward to those coming back into style, which I've heard whispers of and I'm not into it. Okay, I am so here to have my Brooke Davis moment. I am ready to go. I am ready to repeat all of her outfits. I'm just here for it. But yeah, this number is amazing. It's a bop. Everyone in the crowd is having an amazing time. Miss Bagoli is singing along, dancing along. The vibes are immaculate. Definitely. First image of the after party, Carla Santini putting some fucking like mustard on a hot dog. (laughs) So there is a ring at the door. Mm. Carla goes to open it up, hot dog in hand. Yeah. Who else is it but one stew wolf? Carla is shook. She has that blank stare on her face and she's like – Mr. Wolf, like, did my dad invite you? <laughs> and he asked to come in. And he's like, I'm here to see Lola. And she's like, oh, in that case, like, do you mind just waiting right here, like, outside? Yeah. And he's like, so I can't come in anymore. Like, <laughs> let me in. So he does end up being able to come in. And Carla, like, hooks her arm around his. And she's like... Hey guys, like, look, look who's here to see me. Stu oh came to God. see me. And Ella then pushes Lola towards him, and Stu and Lola reunite. He returns Lola's bottle cap necklace and puts it back on her neck in front of everyone. Yes. Carla is having palpitations. She's shocked. She kind of like staggers backward and ends up falling into this indoor fountain. Crazy. Oh. Yeah, so everyone laughs at her, but Lola, being the class act that she is, mm-hmm. goes up, extends a hand, helps her out of the fountain. They start making out. No, that doesn't happen, but <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> You know, they the girls have made peace. They're, like, going to get along now. Yeah. 
Carla gives her like a very small smile. So Lola then goes back up to Stu and asks how he's been doing. And he says, sober. I'm in recovery again. Yeah. And he says, someone very sweet told me I was a drunk and I didn't like it. And She's like, it sounds kind of harsh. And he's like, it was, but it woke me up. So they agree to meet up sometime to talk about his music. He then asks her to dance and she says yes. And I'm like, a little weird because she's 15, (sighs) but we're going with it, I guess. So they're dancing and we go back kind of into that like dream world where she's dancing with Stu. And she says, you know, when you're happy, the whole world is New York. Oh, that's also really great Instagram bio. Yeah. I love that statement. Yeah. Let's get tattoos of confessions <laughs> of a teenage drama queen. When you're happy, the whole world is New York. But it could just be like a bottle cap necklace tattoo. On like on my neck. Like No. <laughs> so as they're dancing and this dream is like coming true before her very eyes, Stu becomes Sam in her <gasps> mind's eye, and she's like now that my career has launched, maybe I could have a boyfriend. <laughs> Go yeah. off, queen. Go off, queen. Yes. Go off. Okay? Yeah. They, like, lean in, and her and Sam share an amazing romantic kiss. It's really yeah. – oh, makes my heart skip a beat. Mm-hmm. And she says that was the first time she realized that absolute reality could be so much more fun than fantasy. <gasps> And they dance, Miss Bagoli and Stu Wolf dance across the frame. And the movie ends. God, what a great movie, you guys. I would highly recommend seeing it again. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what age you are, because if you're younger, I think it has a lot to teach someone who's Mm. like that high school age. Right. And if you're older, it's just a really like fun way to reminisce about the stupid shit you did in high school totally and like those moments of like friendship and like drama and a cute guy yeah and like you know it's it's very like hyperbolic and we have all these like fantasy moments and that's so fun and like stylized yeah the lens of this movie is clearly teenage girl yeah and it's really refreshing to see totally and like It obviously did not get great reviews because the people that were reviewing it are not the target audience. But if you just look at this from just like a like film script perspective, Mm -hmm. it's very tight. Like it hits all of the marks. It should like exactly when it should. Oh, the performances are very good. Yeah. Like you meet the love interest. It establishes like the central conflict, the second act, like highs and lows. It's all there. It's all very tight. So like I feel like it should get more credit than it does. The artistry of the sets, the costume, mm-hmm. yeah. and how that intermingles with the characters themselves. Right. It's really beautiful to watch. And I think that in a genre that takes advantage of teenage girls mm-hmm. and uses tropes and like themes in order to exploit what they would assume a teenage mm-hmm. girl would do, like to see something that feels refreshingly down to earth and honest mm-hmm. and like Lola does have humiliating moments, but it does feel at the end of the day like she gets to like express her own truth in the mm-hmm. film. I think totally. that's an amazing thing to see on screen. Yeah. And if you look at 
other movies that came out this year, like this came out the same year as Cinderella Story, which I love. I love a Cinderella Story. I think this movie is so much more exciting. I think it takes mm-hmm. a lot more risks. And the dialogue is really sharp. Like it's really witty. I so I enjoyed it. Yeah. I highly recommend rewatching. I think it's a great sleepover movie. <sighs> yeah. When you watch too to just like look at the screen because it's visually really pleasing. Yeah. Like I said before, I highly recommend watching those like video essays about the costuming because it's so fascinating how much thought was put into it and how well done the costumes are. Damn. Shall we give it a rating? Yeah. I think that, I don't know. I'm feeling like a really high rating. I just, we didn't talk about this before. Like we didn't, we didn't even talk about what we're going to rate this movie like at all. And we usually like confer a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. I just had such a really strong reaction and I enjoyed it a lot. I'm thinking a 10. Yeah. I was like, do I pull the trigger on a 10? I want to. Yeah. (laughs) Cause when I think other 10s that we've given, like Lizzie McGuire movie, Mm-hmm. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, Princess Diaries. This definitely like is in that those ranks for me of like classics that I always, always love and I mm-hmm. always have a great time watching. So I'm very happy to put it in that in that rank. Yeah. I want to make Phil watch this one because mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how he would respond to it, like what mm-hmm. the critiques would be. Right. Because I do feel like this does have a lot of artistic merit. Yeah. Um, And it's very thoughtfully put together. Yeah. And it takes a lot of risks, which I I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. This is such a good movie to do, guys. Yeah. I'm really, really happy we did this one. Yeah. That being said, we are wearing our merch today. Yes. We just got them like yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you ordered like in our first batch, yours should be arriving any moment. But you can always order if you haven't ordered yet. Um. There's a link in the show notes and like our bio on our Instagram has all of our links. And where can you find that? Oh my gosh. If you follow us on Instagram, it's movies that raised us. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. And you can follow us on TikTok. It's movies that raised us pod. And you can email us at movies that raised us at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us some emails, guys. I don't know what it is, but like if you want advice, if you have suggestions, Mm. complaints, um, (laughs) if you have anything to share with us, send us an email movies that raised us at gmail.com mm-hmm. um yeah we're just looking forward to the rest of 2021 we have some really exciting things planned for you mm-hmm. guys we're looking to do some new stuff and kind yes. of just put ourselves out there more i think this year is like really about shooting your shot yeah totally yeah and that's something you've been saying a lot i agree in the words of hello teffy if not me, then who? Ooh. If not now, then when? I like it. Yes. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week for another movie. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a blast, guys. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.